This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me once again is Turtle, who is back. Turtle is the day before Thanksgiving. Did you do any meal prep, or did you end up ordering out from uh, a a place for catering? We ordered out. It's the first time I've ever done so, but it seemed nice. I've talked to a lot of people who done who did the same thing. Like I have uh, some coworkers and stuff like that who are not, you know, seeing family, and you know that was the the thing that they they decided to do. What about you, Tony? You 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 making stuff at home or? Uh, we're doing a yeah, we're doing a home cooked uh, deal. We've got like just the uh, the frozen uh, turkey uh, breast kind of deal. We didn't get the whole bird because we don't need it. Yep. Uh, I think Jen's mom's doing a ham. Uh, I won't eat that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody will. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I for the, So for the first time in the 38 years that I, I am alive, I'm not having Thanksgiving with my parents and family. And I did the same thing. I got a breast because the, the entire turkey for two people is, is way, way too much. And I uh, got it currently dry brining in the fridge. So I've been doing a lot of turkey research, and that's one of the methods that I heard is is pretty good. <laughs> turkey so we'll research, see how huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All so right. along the same lines, you know, obviously one of my parents, they host. A lot of people come over, one of them being Santino. And so I want to read a text message exchange that we had that we'll talk about some of the stupid fantasy football. Santino said that what he's going to be doing tomorrow is making cheesy meatballs in the slow cooker and having meatball subs all day. And then he <laughs> sends me like a gif of Garfield with like a big belly and like rubbing his belly. So, <laughs> Yeah, like uh, our usual, well, not our usual, but we used to get like wasted on this day. Uh, mm-hmm. Blackout Wednesday, day. As, as, the, as the kids call it, where nobody's got to work. You just go to the bar, get lit up and uh, wake up late on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting dynamic with, you know, bars being closed and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a combination of like either people be, being coming back home from out of places or whether it's school or working and, you know, being back in town and, you know, wanting to to reconnect. Because I remember that's what used to happen all the time is that we'd run into people that we, well, I mean, for me, I guess that'd be like, oh, I haven't seen that person since last year on Thanksgiving because I don't hang out in town. <laughs> but, you know, you guys would run into them all the time. But yeah, definitely an interesting year. So I wanted uh, to get everybody's thoughts there before we talk about some fantasy football action. And the first game, I almost feel bad leading off with this game, Tony. I know. Can we, should we, like, move it around, like, put another random game first? You want to but... cu- couch it and come back to it? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that if you want to do that. I don't know. Maybe we should start off 
hot and then so that way people listen to the first five to seven minutes and then not listen to the next show but first matchup we had prime times i think it was like how many lights santino yeah how many lights santino and uh santino obliged changed his team name and avatar and said there are four lights I still don't understand the reference, uh, but it's apparently Star Trek related, so that that was enough to engage Santino, and uh, yeah, he got engaged. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Santino actually he uh, he sent me a text message. I, I feel like I'm just reading our uh, I will start our shit, which I don't defense. know how good or bad this is. I mean, he continues <laughs> to text message me, so I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but. Um, he did say that he was excited about the quote inside joke with primetime related to Star Trek. And that's why he said he promptly responded. So (laughs) I think in a way primetime, like, uh, what's it called? Like he uh, awoke the beast or whatever, because Santino actually made lineup changes in order to also change his team name. And it was a big one because Bobby trees, I don't believe was in his lineup. I think it was, it was Jarvis Landry. And, and during the the show last week, when we were previewing the games, I said, literally pick anybody, but Jarvis Landry, put him in your lineup at wide receiver, including Gronk. And I think you'll be fine. And so, yeah, that's what <laughs> ended up happening. He got Bobby trees in there. Yeah. 102 98, huge win huge. against prime time. And Tony, I know you got it queued up. Santino's second highest score was none other than who? I will start Cleveland Browns defense. 22 points Woo! against the horrible Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Turtle, <laughs> Turtle, did you know that this game was even close? Were you like watching it at all? Like, because it came down to Monday night with Robert Woods. Um, so just- No, I honestly gosh, this is the first time I'm seeing it, and it's funny. Um, I got <laughs> beat this week, so it's like hard to talk shit, but lol. <laughs> Well, we can always talk shit about primetime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking primetime sucks. Did I beat Santino at least? Or did I lose to him? I think I beat him by a point. Something (laughs) stupid like that. I mean, there's a I mean it's good odds, I guess, that you you beat him because well, I mean he's only Uh, uh, only a four, so (laughs) six (laughs) of one, half a dozen the other. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. It was it came down to Monday night. Santino was chasing 19. And I didn't think we we really thought it could be possible because Patrick Mahomes didn't do a lot against Vegas. Like we we talked about it on the podcast. Like they disres- they got disrespected by the Raiders and everything else. They were going to blow up, and they were losing a lot of that game again. They ended up driving down the field, and Mahomes threw a touchdown to a wide open Travis Kelsey by like 17 yards. Like I don't understand <laughs> how you're in goal to go. Yeah, and nobody's on the screen when he caught the ball. I assumed he, like somebody fell down or whatever. Complete missed coverage. So at that point, you know, primetime got eight or 20 out of Kelsey, while Santino only got 16 out of Mahomes. And so it's like, all right, well, Santino's kind of in rough shape. But Bobby Trees scored a touchdown very early in the Rams game, I think he in the first quarter. And by the end of it, you know, 12 for 130 and a touchdown. And Tony, I know you were watching anxiously (laughs) because of the division implications. Indeed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And in that fourth quarter, they were like feeding him the ball. Dude, they were they were force feeding him. It was actually kind of funny because uh Santino had him beat, and then Robert Woods like had a negative play or a couple negative plays, so he lost a point for yardage, and then he eventually got it back. He caught a couple passes at the end. But uh 
I feel like we should talk about primetime teams just a little bit. I mean, he did have a good a good week. He scored 98 points. Uh, he had solid production pretty much everywhere. Uh, you mentioned the huge game from Kelsey, but uh, Tyler Lockett started off the week on Thursday with a, a big game, 18 points. Um, I guess uh, Salmon Ahmed, I mean, eight points is, is great. That, if, if you can get that every week, I think he'd be happy with uh, this fishy character here. Especially in a game where they were Miami was was losing and lost. Fucking, I can't believe Miami lost that game to Denver. And so, yeah, eight points is definitely usable. And I, yeah, I mean, ninety eight points. Primetime was the second highest scorer this week, and he lost to the top scoring team, which was Santino. So, both of those statements are very surprising to, to come out of my mouth, but. Nevertheless, big congratulations to Santino. Extra meatballs for that as a celebration for that win, man. Congrats. I think you should do four meatballs for the amount of lights that Santino sees. Yes, I like that he said four lights and he used an image of five. Festive Christmas lights, but very good. Next matchup, (laughs) Turtle. We've got your team, the fucking Savages, against hanging with Mr. Connor. And I know you weren't on last week. We talked a lot about the TV show, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Did you watch that uh, growing up as a, oh, as yeah. a youth? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Were you familiar that En Vogue did the, the theme song? No clue. No. Okay. It's a <laughs> no. banging theme song. It's great. Yeah. Very good theme song. So yeah, you ended up losing to Matt, uh, 74, 68, his uh, waiver wire heroes were able to to pull out the victory. He got 14 out of Devontae Parker, who I didn't know BDI cut. BDI cuts receivers at such an alarming rate that I can't keep up with who's on his roster and who isn't. I want to say he cut him like 20 minutes before kickoff on Sunday. <laughs> so like I, I thought about picking him up, but I, I would have had to cut somebody I didn't want to cut. So I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. But uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a head scratcher. I don't know why he, how he did that. Yeah, and he was Matt's second-highest scoring player, 14 there. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship, also, I believe I talked about it on the podcast, that he's like one of the higher-scoring kickers, and I was surprised that he was available in free agency. And again, a guy Matt picked up who was his highest-scoring player. So all in all, Matt like pieced together. We know he picked up McKissick like four or five weeks ago. I'm actually surprised that he was able to get seven points. I, I mean, it was a lot more at one point, but out of – the XFL quarterback in Carolina. <laughs> I forget his, like PJ Walker or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. But uh, right. man, if you look, you look at his other option, the Jaguars quarterback. Yeah. Wow. Negative five points. That is really hard to do. That is really fucking hard to do. So here's my thing. Like, and I haven't looked at the wave wire for next week or the, you know, pickups or whatever that were made. So like full disclosure there. Philip Rivers has been putting up really good numbers the last three, four weeks, and I'm pretty sure he still sits in free agency. So I, I feel like if you're, again, I get it. Matt's like not, I mean, he's technically not mathematically eliminated, but he's for all intents and purposes eliminated. Like, but you know, that's a guy that you could pick up instead of the experiment that was going on in Jacksonville, who now is starting Mark, Mike Glennon this week. Man, oh man. Uh, turtle, brah. Julio Jones, this guy is just killing you this week or this year. You know, you got the games that he missed early in the season, the games he played where he tried to play through pain and then didn't score, and that's what happened this week against New Orleans. You know, two for 39, not not a whole lot you can do when he goes into the game healthy. 
Uh, Mike Davis looked pretty good, all things considered. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't score as many as I think you and I both thought. Uh, I don't know, man. You tell me here. You didn't get a chance to to, to do any talking, you know, on last week's show. Uh, I, there's nothing to say. I just keep doing this. I run into the awful teams and I give them their uh, their first wins, um, and then I play like uh, Mike and I crush him. So I, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna keep putting a lineup hey, up. You, I, I don't even look at the waiver wire in this league anymore. Like it's depressing. <laughs> it's bad. So uh, yeah. I just hope my guys, uh, I got some keepers for next year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that one. So congrats to Matt there. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got Kowalski's Washington Cracker ass Crackers against Worms Team Taylor, 86 to 70. Has Kowalski lost a game since he waved, he quote, waved the white flag? I think he's on a crazy win streak. Yes. Uh, I think it was three or four weeks ago when I asked primetime, like when we should, when should we start worrying about Kowalski? And like, we were both very worried about his team catching fire. And uh, yeah, nobody has been able to figure out that you need to guard Devonte Adams. What the fuck? Come on guys. It's not hard. Just two, two or three guys on him. That's all you need. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know we talk about it in fantasy football an awful lot, the the chasing points where you're like oh, always a week behind. But Kowalski with Darren Waller, Darren Waller was the guy that everybody talked about last year, right? And he didn't really perform. But this year, he has been a stud. This is, this is now one, two, three, four, five, six weeks of double-digit points that he's put up this season. He's the number two overall fantasy tight end. So... He's been a nice compliment to Devontae Adams in terms of that consistency. And now it looks like Cooper Cup is, is heating up a little bit. He put up 15 against Miami, then they had a bye, then he didn't do a ton against Seattle, but he was he was kind of hurt in that game. And then 16 against Tampa. Uh, he's got a nice juicy matchup uh, this week against San Fran. You know, he's got he's got some some weapons there in, in the wide receiver position. He's, his running backs suck, though. I mean, that's the the hard part. You got Chris Carson, who is, is great when he can play, but when the hell is he going to play again? He's missed, what, six weeks this season? It, you know, you don't know what's going on there. You know, Ronald Jones, you know, against Carolina, fumbles early and comes back and has a monster game. Then against the Rams, Leonard Fournette drops five passes and he still can't get on the field. And Ronald Jones can't. So it's like, I, I don't know what, what what's going on there. But again, like, you know, big the wide receivers and, and Aaron Rodgers are just going to keep keep on carrying him. And for Worm, I mean, Worm he's still in first Rodgers. place, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, there's not. I think you know, six not and much five. Say. I think six and five wins a division in the <laughs> NFC East or the Dick uh, Division. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, his his quarterback situation is in dire straits. Like, I don't even know how Carson Wentz put up twelve fantasy points in that game. It was a lot of garbage, I guess, because Cleveland was absolutely smoking him. Because I got Travis Fulgham, and he only caught one damn pass. So I know that Carson Wentz was either on the ground a lot, he got sacked a bunch of times, or throwing picks. And then on the other side, you know, Matt Stafford has just been... Carolina is Did like... you... Hold on one second. I got to mention yeah. this. Did you guys see that the Detroit Lions did not enter the red zone one time in this game? They no, didn't even get I... to the 20-yard line. That's that's remarkable because Carolina, I believe, is like the bottom three in defenses this year, and they shut him out, 
with an XFL quarterback. Yep. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It is what it is. So we're, you know, still first place. So not, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, big, big win for Kowalski, keeping track with everybody with the three teams in uh, in the division. There, next matchup, we have Tony's COVID mania with uh again playing mike's mask up bitches and man oh man tough week for mike to have a letdown after the week prior where he put up a massive massive amount of points you know not a lot of scoring here for him alvin kamara tony what was the statistic about him this was the first game in his career that he did not catch a pass so this he had no catches in this game first time ever crazy hey so, uh yeah. you, you know Timing is everything, and uh, boy, was I glad to see Mike put up a stinker this week. Let me tell you, brother, uh, <laughs> it started bad. Uh, noon game, I lost my quarterback. He tore his ACL and MCL. I think he's, I'll see you in two years, broke because, uh, you know, that's 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 a, that's a while. He'll be back. Um, and uh, I think he had a huge game. Yeah, he had a huge game from Deontay Johnson, which I think was somebody's uh breakout player. We all picked a, a yes. Pittsburgh wide receiver. I think that one was uh prime times because I took yeah Claypool and I think you took Juju. So yes. prime time I think got Deontay Johnson. Well we one out of three ain't bad, I guess. Uh <laughs> but yeah your guy James Robinson not really doing much. Kamara, I think he's a little banged up. I th- I saw he mispractice today. So no catches even with uh Taysom Mania uh going on in in New Orleans. And uh yeah, my receivers just carried me. Uh, Keenan Allen, a huge game. He caught 16 passes. Jesus Christ, that's that's a career high for him, I believe. And, and yeah, he got a lot of passes. I <laughs> and I was it's... scared shitless about Taysom Hill playing quarterback, but you know what? It might be the best thing that ever happened to Michael Thomas because <laughs> he was forcing the ball to him. Like, oh my God, he got so many looks, caught nine passes, 104 yards. Finally getting some production out of that guy. And uh, Dalvin Cook just continues to Dalvin Cook. He just destroys every team that he plays. Yeah, so here's the problem. Taysom Hill can't throw. So that's a a very good thing for you because Michael Thomas can't run or at least doesn't run. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't run past 10 yards. Yeah, that's (laughs) all of his work is 10 yards or shorter, so. Yeah, I mean, there was an awesome tweet by Devontae Parker a few (laughs) few weeks back where he basically, uh, Michael Thomas tweeted something out like about like probably like, you know, related to like his work ethic or some shit like that. And Devontae Parker was like, what, so you can catch a five yard pass and then go to the ground and and call yourself the best wide receiver in the NFL? (laughs) Like he just totally threw shade at him. And this is this is proof positive, right? (laughs) Nine for 104. So that's 10 yards a catch. You know, it's it's not a lot of running he's doing. So that worked out. And then the one time Taysom Hill did throw it deep, that lollipop to Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> that was a punt, I think. He threw a punt. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to work out well for you. And then kind of like sneaky Joe Burrow, you know, wish him all the best. You know, we want him to, to be healthy or whatever. But the fact that he went out and they brought in Ryan Finley actually was worse for Mike than it was for you because T. Higgins wasn't able to do anything at that point. You still had other options. But Mike had all of his guys going in the early game. So shutting down one of his, you know, key players because uh, DeAndre went on Thursday night, you know, it, it definitely put put a hamper on his ability to potentially put up points. And yeah, low number for Mike. Tony, you know, you put up 93, which is a really good score this week. I think it was like the third or fourth highest because running back production was really low this week 
well, I mean, I guess a lot of I'll set a wide receiver that the, the numbers were really low. So because of that, 93 ends up being like a, a monster game in this week. And so you get the big victory against Mike, which, you know, obviously was an important one for you. So next matchup, we've got Pee Wee McLean's BDI is a coward against Micah's Legion of Zubaz. And speaking of big game with Mike's loss, this win became huge for Pee Wee McLean, who take over first place in the division. I said it like almost two months ago that this was the team right here, the Pee Wee McLean that like people were, were sleeping on, that they were putting up a lot of points, but they were just running into the, you know, tough opponents. And, you know, sure enough, 88 to 80, you know, they squeaked by Micah. Micah put up, you know, decent numbers, all things considered, you know, 80 points, especially this, this past week. I mean, the fact that he got six points out of a Detroit player, <laughs> I don't know how anybody does that. You said, Tony, well, they couldn't get to the red zone the entire yeah, game, they, right? They did not get to the so. red zone. Correct. <laughs> So yeah, you got that. So Juju, you were the you were on the short end of the stick with this one. Uh, he only right. had four points. So I think Claypool did get a touchdown. So I think Primetime and I were okay with that call, but yeah. uh, he he did not. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, nice nice game, sixteen points. He had a, a really nice touchdown in overtime. You know, th- th- when you get to the third and fourth quarter, Derrick Henry's numbers just like his yards for carry just shoot up you know after the fatigue zeke finally had a good game for micah for the first time in a long time in dallas's big upset victory against minnesota turtle turtle come on bro Bro. we gotta hear about this shit hey what i mean we were expected to do nothing you guys are over here dallas i mean they're the same thing basically Oh, like a highly touted team that just doesn't have good players. You can't lose to the Cowboys and not catch shit for it, bro. That that just doesn't. Oh, happen. Especially I mean, after the you, big win the week prior, that's, that's right? Like kicking, that's kicking a dead horse, though. Like this team is dead. <laughs> I have zero expectation for them. Okay, I mean it is what um, it is. I there. prefer they stop winning this year. And, <laughs> I mean, we're not getting into anywhere. We're not wild carding. And what are we gonna do? Wild card in and lose the first round? I mean. Nah, I'm all right. They're just awful this year. It's really, really, really bad. Yeah, you mentioned the crazy win streak for Kowalski, and I feel like Pee Wee and McLean are on a similar trajectory. I don't. Think... I think they're on a seven-game win streak because oh. I think they started like zero and four. I'm gonna look, and this then they up. played me in week five, and they smashed me, and then went on a big win streak. I believe. I I, I would say. All right, they're six on or a seven game. They're on a four win, four game win oh. streak, four games. What was the okay. record when they played me? Uh, let me find you, buddy. Uh, they were so maybe three and four. They the were time? one and two, one and three when they played oh, you. Okay. okay, yeah, all right. But they have I won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've won six of their last seven. So crazy, yeah. crazy win streak. Nice. Yeah, and I and again, like uh, I guess the great performances there. You know, um, Edwards Alaire, two touchdowns, which. I believe is the same amount he had combined in all the weeks prior. So if, if that ends up happening, that's going to be a good sign for, for Pee Wee McLean. Josh Jacobs has been, you know, solid the last few weeks. He didn't put up, you know, a monster game, but he got in the end zone. Kyler Murray, I was expecting to do more to be perfectly honest with you. And I think they probably were as well. I think if, if it wasn't against Seattle, who at the time had the worst pass defense in the league, it might've opened up an opportunity for them to start, you know, um, Justin Herbert, who's been on their bench, you know, most of the year because they were playing the Jets and that would have been able to, uh, a nice move for them. AJ Brown, man, did you guys see that touchdown he scored? Dude, that that reminded <laughs> me of Terrell Owens, like the run after the catch strength that that dude has. He's even got us like a similar body type to T.O. But yeah. damn, that was a that was a hell of a touchdown. 
yeah, he's a very, very physical wide receiver that is difficult to cover. Like he, he just seemed like, you know, the first couple of years, I didn't, you know, see a lot out of him, but, or I guess his first year. Right. And then, you know, he, when Tannehill came in, he kind of started, you know, get getting a lot more action. And then this year he's been, he's been remarkable because, you know, I know like touch, you know, being touched on defendant isn't the greatest thing in the world, but at the same time, he just has that ability either to, to get it by running or just to run you over. So that's, that's a lethal combination. So congrats Pee Wee McLean there for the big victory. And then final matchup, we had my, the bone zone against God emperor president D's nuts. This is bad man, for you, oh, turtle. Man. This is bad for you, turtle. <laughs> yeah, turtle, bro. I tried. Like, I don't know what to tell like anybody. Jamison Crowder was ranked 15 on ESPN, 16 on chart ranks. I think like every site I used to look at rankings, he was a top anywhere from 10 to 15 play. He had one fucking point. Um, Travis Fulgham, I think like I'm done with him, and it's not his fault. It's it's Carson Wentz. He's useless. He's he's washed. I can't do anything like with it, with this guy. Um, Nick Chubb, like he he had two touchdowns that should have gone to him, but they brought in Kareem Hunt in the goal to go. Kareem Hunt got all of the goal line carries this week, so you know that that didn't do me a lot of good. And uh, your boy Adam Thalen, he uh, he exploded against Dallas. So at the end of the day, I wasn't able to do anything. You know, I've never lost to a team that has zero points out of their quarterback. I don't think in my life. Wow, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he still put up 86 <laughs> somehow. That's very impressive. You got, you got a right? big, big number out of special teams here. You got 18 from the uh, from the Steelers playing the Jaguars. So that was a that was a huge play right there. But um, yeah, the Antonio Brown thing, man. I, I kind of mentioned his touches are going to go up, and they they certainly did this week. Yeah, I think Tom Brady. Believe it or not, they I know they lost the game, but he spread that ball around a lot in that game. You had. Godwin had seven and a touchdown. Mike Evans had a touchdown and I don't know how many catches, like a really physical touchdown too, where he he stiff armed the guy to the to the next planet. And then Antonio Brown caught a lot of you know passes underneath. So you know he passed the ball around a lot in in that loss. And uh, you know maybe that's what BDI that's like what the doctor ordered, right? Is to get that possession guy that he needs because Adam Thalen is you know he's supposed to be that, but really he hasn't been. He hasn't had, uh, I mean, before the Dallas game, he hadn't had a game where he caught more than five passes in over a month against Seattle. So, you know, if Antonio Brown ends up being the possession guy and then you've got Samuel and Thalen as the touchdown guys, you know, that might be something something to it. And in that division, he's only two games out, so you never know what that what can happen there. So Yeah, that's the worst part. I go against ev- my everybody else in my division is like seven and four plus. Yeah. And uh, he's going against, uh, what's six the and five? Six and five. five. Yeah, yes. he's the, five. the best. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens turtle you might be uh cutting hey guys a uh, yeah cutting twenty dollars to prime time here <laughs> prime time um, i heard christian mccaffrey is going to play this week plug him in plug him in <laughs> yeah oh does he play bdi this next week no i play prime time we're in division now yeah we're in oh, division shit. starting okay yeah we'll get to that week. in the next show right yeah 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 all right, so now we move on to the money players of the week. <laughs> and a quarterback, uh, it was uh, myself and Deshaun Watson. Straight cash, homie. At running back, uh, we talked about it. First time he scored, a, he had a multi-touchdown uh, game, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Pee Wee McLean with 18 points. Straight cash, homie. 
like I mentioned, low week for running backs. So the 18 was was good enough. So that's why I'm extra salty about Nick Chubb not getting those touchdowns because I would have gotten $20 this week, but whatever. Nevertheless, we move on to wide receiver and we've got Keenan Allen and Tony. Straight cash, homie. Man, Tyrod Taylor getting that puncture has been <laughs> the best a blessing thing that for has you. Ever happened to my team? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank. Shout out to that doctor that uh, went a little too deep with that needle. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Um, and I think that's like three three weeks in a row. I won some cash. It's it's pretty close to it because I think Dalvin Cook got you a couple of weeks yeah, uh, back to sure. back. So yeah. Uh, now we move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. We give it to Santino and Bobby Trees. He put up 23 points, which I think was very close to being the top scoring wide receiver. I think you had 26. So he was he was up there. And, uh, you know, 23 points, big, big victory for Santino. Now we move on to the dud of the week. Dud of the week. And that was torn between Matt Ryan and Jamison Crowder because, you know, Matt Ryan put up zero. But BDI ended up winning. So I'm going to give it to Jamison Crowder, who was ranked probably higher than Matt Ryan in, in all the rankings and did absolutely dog shit nothing. So thanks, Jamison Crowder and the Jets. Sucked. I move on to the lucky bastard. One lucky and this is going to go to Matt. A very narrow victory against Turtle. And, you know, Turtle got on, uh, some negative points from his defense, you know, when nobody expected, I, don't, I think, Minnesota to lose to Dallas at home, you know, especially knowing what Dallas had been in the last few weeks. I mean, 31 points for the Cowboys. I think it's the last three weeks combined, they didn't score that many. So, you know, yeah, a couple of bad breaks, you know, here and there for Julio Jones, who was limping off the field. And so Matt was able to uh, luckily get by in that game. And now I move on to the world's worst fantasy owner. The worst fantasy football owner. Of the week. Mike. 50 points. Oof. I think that's probably the first time for him. I'm I'm literally scrolling up right now because we keep an archive in the Discord. And I don't think we've called Mike's name for this award this season. With Which, I mean, makes a ton of sense, right? The guy has had at the at some point you know the best record in the league i you know uh, but yeah i mean it happens to all of us i guess one way or another so i had it once this year so i've been there yeah there you go so uh it goes to mike you know now we got divisional play that's that's where it's uh, important to to get to stack the wins so don't worry about it for this week you can shake it off and and move on so that is going to do it for our week 11 recap fantasy football scoop and poop all right, show's over. I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>